As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco 49ers Insider, Matt Mayoko. And Laura Britt, we're, we're doing something different because it's the new year. I wanted to start off this podcast by wishing you a very happy new year. Well, happy new year to you too, Mayoko, and to all of our, our listeners out there. Happy new year to all of you. Yeah. Anything crazy on New Year's Eve for you? Uh, I went to bed at 8.30 <laughs> and I woke up at 7.30. Craziness. So... Had a wild, uh, wild New Year's Eve, I would say. Yeah, well, a wild New Year's Eve, and uh, let's let's go to Joe Staley. He's my guest this week, and uh, he has some pretty crazy plans for the off season that we'll uh, hear about. The 49ers concluded the season on Sunday with a four and twelve record, and then as the team was clearing out their lockers. Uh, Joe Staley, it's, it's kind of turned into a tradition. He's the, the exit interview. He's the guy I talked to the day after the season. So here is Joe Staley coming up on the 49ers Insider Podcast. And Laura, hang tight. I'm going to meet you on the other side. All right. We're frog in my throat. Frog? Not an actual frog. This is Joe Staley. This is the 49ers Insider Podcast presented by SoFi. In ground rule, no singing. No singing. No singing. No singing today. It's, it hasn't been, or it wasn't, an easy season for you guys. I mean, your spirits always seem to be up through the course of the year. How'd you do it? Uh, I think it's pretty easy just because, you know, I, was, I love the game of football. And um, obviously, the results aren't what they are, but every single day is uh, something to challenge yourself with, something to get better at. Um, you know, I kind of take the approach of what I can do better as a, you know, player and teammate and all that and you know the results aren't what we are want right now for uh this season obviously but i'll never it'll never be hard for me to get up to play football just because it's something that i love to do and i really do enjoy coming to work every single day even on the down years i mean you went two and 14 that was hard but um it's still challenging to play the game of football and challenge yourself as a person and um, to fight through that adversity. Seems like with your job, I mean, you're facing great pass rush, you're a great defensive end every week. You have to compartmentalize, right? You can't mm-hmm. look at the big picture as much as just the guy in front of you for 65 snaps a game. Yeah, I mean, I got enough to worry about on my own to think about what you know, our DBs or wide receivers or anybody else that's on the football team is doing. So, I mean, that's kind of the approach that I've had my whole life is take care of, you know, my part of what my job is for the team and uh, try to do it the best of my ability. And it's a daily challenge, and I think it's something that uh, that gets me going and just my nature of being competitive and, you know, wanting to be the best at what I do. Um, there's enough to 
challenged me every single day there. Do you, do you get the sense that guys in the locker room look to you to kind of see almost how they should react, how they should handle the wins and handle the losses? No. Oh, come on. Really? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not aware of it if they are. You know, I think an example that I try to do is to try to be the same person every single day. Um, you know, not get too high, not get too low um, because it is a grind. And I think that's one of the things that's been able to keep me in the league for, you know, finishing my 12th year is just trying to be the same person every day. Don't, you know, don't be all fired up to get better for just one week. And then, you know, your desire's not there, you know, another week. Um, just show up to work every single day, same person, work on something, get better. Uh, focus in on meetings and practice field and then go have fun on game day 12 years in the league does it when you look back on it I mean does it I mean your career is still going strong by the way but do you do you think like man where are those years gone or does it seem ancient history when the 49ers drafted you in the first round um like getting drafted does seem like it was a far time ago um I mean just because you're a, a different person now you know uh, I was so young, and married, kids, and you know, just my life has changed so much from that point in my life. But um, it also, at the same respect, has gone super fast. Um, and I've had a lot of fun uh, playing football. It's gone really fast. It's gone fast. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm thinking about it right now. It's just like, man, it is. I'm you know what wild. I like to do? Like when there's a, a coach come in, like, like Steve Mariucci, look at the picture of him at his first press conference and then look at him when, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's done and see how, you know, head coaching years is like presidential years will, yeah, will age you. And you, I mean, as I recall, that pre- you look so young in yeah. that press conference. And I remember your parents were there, right? Mm-hmm. That had to be a really cool experience. I know they were sitting in the back of the room. Yeah. Just can you think back to like just the pride of well, seeing your parents in there and knowing? Yeah, I mean, that your the thing starting- that's wild for them was that they were always. Um, I come from a small town in Michigan. I played at Central Michigan. We didn't have like media scrutiny there. I mean, it was like a big deal if you got an article written up you in the the local Mount Pleasant Times or what the Morning Sun, I think is what it's called over there. Um, and so then there was like a wild, and my mom and my dad are both like, it was, it was a weird experience for everybody just cause it was like, man, this is what my life is now. And then I was incredibly nervous just to talk to media because, you know, it's not something I did a whole, a whole bunch and it was, uh, you know, weird for them and funny at the same time. So. Yeah, like I said, I mean that that seems like a long time ago. I mean, you're, the way that I was thinking then and and all that stuff. Yeah, that's so you're like you're like in the building and you don't know the media is there until you go through the doors and you see mm-hmm. the cameras and how many ever media people were there. Yeah, I was like, you, wow, this is real now. I'm going to have to like look back and find the video of that to see how you handled it. Yeah, I was probably like sweating and <laughs> a lot of filler words and talking really fast probably and all that stuff they teach you not to do in communications class and so now you're 12th year in and we we uh voted you the winner of the gary niver award for professionalism mm-hmm. and cooperation with the media now you got a pretty good handle on how this whole media thing works I know, and like i said it was 12 years it took a long time for me to get there you have to earn your <laughs> you have earn to earn your, your dues you guys yeah <laughs>
what has kind of differentiated this season from some of the other seasons that you've had? Like when you when you take a step back and you think about your career, what do you think you'll remember most about the 2018 San Francisco 49ers and this season you guys just went through? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, I never really looked back and remember. Like I couldn't tell you anything from 2010. I, mean, I don't really – Who's Singletary was the I think coach. He, I think he got fired late in the year. Yeah, year. so, I mean, like, probably the meetings with Singletary. So, I mean, if I look back later on 18, you know, you probably think about Kittle's, you know, season that he had. Um, the thing that fires me up, and it will continue to fire me up as long as I'm playing with, with Kyle, is just how much I enjoy playing football for that guy. Hmm. Um, and what's been really cool and what I was proud of um, you know, as a member of this team, was the adversity. I mean, we went through a ton of adversity this year, as far as um, you know, the injuries and having to start a you know crazy amount of different people in different positions. And I don't think I've been on a team where I think every single person on the practice squad ended up getting put on active. I believe from the beginning of the season, um, it was just uh, one of those wild years and. You know, the team continued to fight and continued to, uh, you know, give everything we had. And there was no division, no, you know, complaining about situations. Everybody just trying to improve themselves and try to do what they can to, to get wins in the football field. And um, that was really cool to watch this year. So what is it about Kyle Shanahan that, that gets you excited? Like, what what is it about him as a head coach that really resonates with you? He's younger. We were, I mean, we relate. We've had similar life experiences. Um, you know, we, we're basically the same age, so it's you know, it's just easy to relate to him. So that's fun. But also, I mean, football wise, it's it's just his intelligence in the game of football and like how he calls plays and how he sees it. And it's just exciting to get to play with a guy that you're 100 percent confident in what he's calling is the exact right thing that we're supposed to be doing in that situation. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, I really like playing in his offense. It's a lot of fun. So fans who are concerned that the team is, you know, six and ten one year and four and twelve the next, shouldn't be concerned about the leadership part of this equation with Kyle Shanahan as yeah, coach. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I would over the years I've made it clear. Um, I mean, I'm not ever going to be out there and talk about it. But you know, when there were questions about that here, I would give vague answers and kind of beat around the bush and um now kyle is the exact right man to get us to exactly where we want to go and now these messages so you want to pay off your student loan debt or credit card debt and invest and save sounds like you're ambitious SoFi can help you work toward accomplishing it all. Refinance student loans, invest, and get personal loans for home renovation projects or to consolidate credit card debt. This is why I, SoFi, get started at SoFi.com. S-O-F-I.com. Terms and conditions and state restrictions apply. CFL 6054612. Advisory services offered through SoFi Wealth, LLC.
I never chose to become a gambling addict, but what I did choose was to get help from a professional counselor. For no-cost gambling addiction counseling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text SUPPORT to 53342. Brought to you by the California Department of Public Health. One of the, the aspects of this season, too, is you know, three different quarterbacks, the guy that was going to be the, the person that everybody expected to lead you guys into the playoffs. Out week three, Jimmy Garoppolo, CJ steps in, has a couple good weeks, and then gets injured, and then Nick Mullins comes in. It's been kind of a crazy season from the quarterback situation. What did you see from, from those three guys in each of their respective runs as the starter? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy just was unfortunate that whole entire, you know, the the knee injury and all that stuff. Um, super excited to play with him, and I think it's, he has a complete grasp of the system finally, and um, not finally, but, I mean, his first year he kind of just was thrown in there um, and did did really well. And his offseason, I know he's frustrated how the season went, but um, I'm excited about, you know, going into the next year with him. Um, you know, CJ coming in and having to take over a team and, you know, competing and fighting in those weeks. And and then, uh, you know, I think Nick was really cool this year. Just uh, talk about a guy that just took took the most of his opportunity that was given to him. Um, you know, started the year on practice squad. Another guy that was on practice squad got thrown into a starting position and, um, you know, just went with it. And I think that's a testament to his preparation and the way that he um, – prepared for that moment and if ever did come and you know typically those moments don't don't come for guys like that and uh he was able to take it take full advantage of it so it was fun he's an interesting kid i mean he's like just kind of a low-key i mean he could walk down the street and nobody would ever give him a second look as oh, being yeah. a guy who's an nfl quarterback did you enjoy kind of your interaction with with, with nick and just yeah nick's kind of- awesome um i mean i i thought he was awesome right when he got here just because he's a good you know like you said uh low-key individual um just wants to play football and it's kind of unassuming you know and then he gets in the game he's super competitive super fiery but uh yeah that side doesn't come out too much um when he's out on the football field so he's a real you know he's just he's one of those guys you kind of describe as just like he's just a nice kid you know he's just, yeah he is a nice kid isn't he? yeah he's just well it's, you know it's my wife's like, he just seems so sweet. <laughs> it's like one of those guys who just want to go, oh, Nick. <laughs> um, you want to hear Nick? So he, yesterday, yeah. Nick Mullins, after his final press conference at, uh, in L.A., he came down and he went to each of the reporters and said, hey, it's really nice to get to know you this season. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that was so genuine. Like, yeah. he wasn't a – Yeah, that was not like uh, – Wasn't forced. No, and it wasn't like he was trying to, like, seem like he was a nice kid. No, he wasn't know? sucking up to us. Yeah. He was just like, hey, it was fun that, to talk football with you guys this year. Yeah, that's him. That's yeah. exactly him. Very polite. Very polite. What about uh, your 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 brother, your twin brother, uh, Mike McGlinchey? Yeah. A little bit – I think he's a little bit younger than, yeah. than you. Uh, how would you describe him? That was a fun year for him. You know, I thought uh, funnier for me to be able to play with him, and you know, I think he he brought out. Uh, it was fun to compete with him this year. You know, I have that guy over there that um, we would push each other every single day, and you know, a little trash talk on the practice field and um, in the weight room, and 
you know, it was healthy, healthy competition between us, and, and we get along so well. It was so natural. I mean, from day one, it was pretty much like, it was like, I, mean, I don't have any brothers, but it was like, he would just, the brother that I would envision me having when I was, uh, if I did have one. So um, it was super easy and fun to play with. And um, yeah, I mean, he's got a big, bright future in front of him. No, no, no brother squabbles though during the season? Were yeah. there any? They were? Yeah, yeah, no question. Wouldn't be a brother if we don't fight a little bit. <laughs> but it's all healthy. John Lynch had said that, you know, he thought that McGlinchey or you were good for McGlinchey because of the veteran leadership and just kind of being able to mentor him. But he thought that also McGlinchey was, was good for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree for that. Big time. And, and that's just because of the, the enthusiasm of, of having yeah, this Yeah, just, uh, you know, just I thought it was cool. And then for me to, like, have a guy that I feel like I could kind of, you know, mentor, you know, it's, maybe that's uh, – too nice of a word to put it, but um, just kind of show him the ropes and have a guy that I can really just, you know, this is the way I did it. Um, this is all advice and you don't have to take it, but, you know, if you want to, this is, you know, the way I did it and kind of show him, you know, different things that I've gone through in my career. And that was fun uh, for me. And, um, but also that just competitiveness. Um, you know, I think I always come back to that as a football player. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that you have to have is um, an unnatural competitive drive at times. Probably unnatural? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are um, as competitive as, as the successful athletes. I think it's, it's why I can't, I can't play games with people because, I mean, everybody in my family won't play games with me because I'll end up making everybody, like, they'll start a huge fight or something. Do you, because, like, tip over the board? And the pieces go flying. No, everywhere. it's just a lot of talking, you know, and I'm trying to yeah. do little things just to make sure that I win. And I'm, that's, that's not natural and it's not healthy, <laughs> but it works in my profession. Um, and so to have a guy like him come in first round pick 23 years old, this is a new challenge for me to, you know, compete against him and see if uh, I can still keep up with the, the new young pup on the street. There have been seasons here where I've walked in that locker room and thought, oh, my gosh, you know, previous years where I thought, wow, there's just like no humor in this locker room. Like things are really bad. How important is it for there to be, you know, some light moments, some fun moments? It looks like you and Mike have a lot of those kind of, you know, off the field, not anything that would influence how you prepare or anything, but just to have that kind of fun and levity. Mm -hmm. uh, that you bring to your job. Yeah, I think it's very important to have that. It's something I've always, there's been years that it's been a lot harder um, than others, but I've always tried to, because it is a game, it is a sport, it's entertainment. Um, we take it very seriously what we do, but also, I mean, how lucky are we to be able to play football? And um, it's a dream of every kid that grows up playing football to one day be in the NFL and so it's a lot of fun and we have fun doing it but like you said I mean it's not going to take away from preparation but I think it's important because also I mean the pressure if you get you can get bogged down with the pressure of the situation if you think too much about it and I mean I remember my only time that I've ever really been a little bit bogged down is when we played the Super Bowl mm -hmm. because I remember 
being fine, just being like another football game, and then going out onto the field on warm-ups and seeing all the people out there and realizing, holy cow, this is a Super Bowl. Oh my God, there's so many people watching. If I mess up, I'm going to be the laughing stock of the whole entire nation. <laughs> Don't mess up. And that, and then I was like, whoa, we cannot think like that. And then I just started, you know, getting back to my normal self. How did you get out of that uh, mindset? Make a light of it, you know, which is probably not, I don't know, it's not good. But uh, ended up playing pretty good in that game. Just, you know, didn't pull it out. But um, I think it's very important to keep it light. It's worked for me. That, that Super Bowl you mentioned, is that kind of what keeps you going? Trying to get back there, oh, trying yeah. to trying to bring it home. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't know. Actually, you know, I don't know. I was about to say that if we had won that game, you know, I don't know if I'd still be continuing to play, but I don't think that's true either. Because I just love playing football. I mean, I love, I love coming to work. I love my job, and I just can't really imagine my life right now without it. Because um, I still feel like I can play at a high level and I enjoy coming to work every single day and enjoy the comp- the competition that you have every every day and um it's gonna be something I'll miss I'll miss when I'm gone. But um Yeah. You try to prolong your career as as long as you possibly can? No. I in the same respect of just saying that, I don't think I'm. I don't want to be the guy that chased years at the end of my career. You know, when I you're not moving inside the guard. Nope, I'm not moving the right tackle. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to be a guy that's going to mentor a dude that's going to be a backup to someone. You know, when I when I feel like I cannot play at my standard, then it's time to time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I uh, don't let that happen. Well, we. I like to have you at the end of the season because you know kind of the the exit interview you can put it on the perspective did this season get you guys closer to where you, you want to go cuz a lot of people would look at the record and say wow six wins in 2017 four wins the Fortnite's are further away what what do you think uh i mean obviously no because at the end of the year, it's all about the wins-loss record, and it's all about getting the results. Through a lot of adversity this yeah. year, um, and we handle it really well. We know the guys that we have. You know, the culture in this building is really well, is really good. It's probably the best I've had since I've been around. Um, you know, guys are excited about playing football, excited to come to work. But yeah, like the results, you know, they don't say that. But it is exciting. I'm excited to go into next year with a full roster. You know, we have that second overall pick. We'll bring in some more talent and free agency. Um, excited for what's built here. Because um, I do think the, that what we've gone through the last two years will benefit us greatly when we start really putting together some wins and the locker room is uh, rolling like I know it will be. It's, it looks like, you know, some of the young guys who had to play later in the season really proved that if they aren't starters, they can be – reliable backups and that bodes well for you know the depth of this team and kind of setting setting you guys up for the future yeah i know it's one thing to have guys that you think are good depth players but never get to prove it on the football field you don't know what you really have and and we had a lot of guys like you said step into the situation that they probably didn't see themselves in or a lot of people didn't see themselves in in the, the beginning of the year and 
a lot of them, you know, really stepped to the challenge and, and played well. So we know exactly what we have. You know, if they're not, you know, I think next year is going to be fun because I think there's going to be a lot of more uh, competition. And I think the competition is going to breed, uh, you know, a higher level, higher level of play. What do you do in the offseason? Do you have a plan as far as what you're – Yeah, I'd take two weeks completely off and just kind of go on a bender. Go on a bender? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but, yeah, I take like two weeks off and really don't do much. You know, I don't, I don't train and eat whatever I want if I'm going to eat and have maybe a couple, couple beers at night if I want to have a couple beers. And then you have a favorite beer? Um, I'm actually in a scotch right now. Oh, really? So, yeah. That's not beer. No, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm polishing off a, a, you know, a good handle of uh, Captain Morgan tonight. <laughs> Five o'clock vodka. <laughs> yeah, I got a problem. No, I'm joking. This is all a joke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two weeks off to kind of just, like, unwind. And then uh, I do a week of, like, eating right and getting my you know body back into and then i get right back into my regiment so it's usually about three weeks before i start you know really training again and and will you follow the off season like will you you know not that you're going to put together mock drafts or boards or anything but will you follow will you follow the all the the draft run up and free agency and all that Mm -hmm. stuff are you into that oh yeah big time Uh, i mean I'm, i'm a fan of football so um I did that when I was 10 years old and continue to do that for now. And uh, Will you make a suggestion on the number two overall pick? No. No. I don't even know, actually. I have to get, I have to dive into it. I know that Bosa kid's pretty good. Uh, the guy from Alabama's pretty good. I don't know anybody else. My guess is it's going to be somebody who's going to be lining up across from you in training camp. No. Well, I look forward to that. Another competitive challenge. Yeah. That'd be fun, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. If the if the be- second best player in the draft. And I hope I hope he makes it a real long camp for me because that bodes well for a football team. Yeah. Well, Joe, I know it's been a long season for you, uh, but I, I thought you held up very well through it all. I thought the locker room held up exceptionally well through a lot of stuff, injuries and some off-the-field mm-hmm. uh, personal tragedies that that happen around the 49ers and uh thanks for doing this and have a great off season and we'll do this again at the the final game of the 2019 season and maybe it'll be a little bit further back in the calendar yeah i hope so all right right, appreciate it thank you no singing no singing All right, we're back on the 49ers Insider Podcast, and I'm rejoined by Laura Britt. And, uh, Laura, just, you know, your first year being around the team certainly wasn't what the the 49ers expected. Uh, They were hoping for a lot more wins than just four. Kyle Shanahan said after uh, the season that he thought they should have had seven wins. There were three games, one against Arizona, one against Green Bay, one against the Giants, that he felt they should have won. So, what were your thoughts on the season? Yeah, I think I had the same thoughts going into the season as everyone else did, although I was a new 49er fan and new to the organization this season. So um, my expectations were a little different, but they were high knowing um, how the season ended in 2017 and then 
just the players that they've been able to put together and work together, have an entire off season to work together. So I was, I had high expectations for how things would go this year. And, you know, when the Jarek McKinnon injury happened, those kind of took a, a step down. And then when the Jimmy Garoppolo injury happened, they definitely took another step down. But I've said this, I don't know how many times on this podcast, but it's so true. And so that's why I keep saying it is this team is really fun to be around. Like even when they were losing games and it's not, that they don't take it seriously, and that's why they're fun. They just keep positive attitudes, and it's really easy to get down in the dumps, especially in the NFL when you're, you know, these guys are laying their bodies on the line every single week. And I just talked to a lot of people that also, you know, spend time, some time over with the Raiders as well, and it was a completely different atmosphere in Oakland as opposed to in Santa Clara. And I think that speaks a lot to John Lentz and Kyle Shanahan and the people that they bring in to be a part of this locker room. It's more than just, are they a good football player? They look for so much more than that. And that was the main thing that stuck out to me throughout the entire season was these guys are able to keep a good attitude and, and still be positive. And they really did believe every time they went into a game, they weren't trying to tank. They weren't trying to, not give all of their effort. They really did play every game and lay everything on the line. And there's a lot to be said for that when you're, you know, when you're a four and 12 team. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this a long time, Laura, as you know, yes. I'm a little bit on the, <laughs> uh, I'm getting close to the elderly side. Oh, stop. Um, but, um, you know, I don't really, when I look back on a season or I'm in the, you know, covering a team during the course of the season, I really don't get tied up in the the wins and losses. But what does kind of shape w- whether it's a fun season or not is the locker room. And you know, Joe and I talked about that on the podcast that it was a good locker room. And you know, they they did know when to work, but they also knew when to have fun. And I think a guy like Staley and Richard Sherman, you know, having those veteran influences really kind of molded the the mood of the locker room and you know guys the young guys could kind of look to them as how a veteran player should act um and they did keep it together yeah from my perspective it seems like the players really like Kyle Shanahan and they get along with him and they respect him it with Kyle Shanahan and the player relationship compare that to past seasons and player relationships with the coaches do you think that you know, do you think my perspective is accurate? Yeah, no, I I do. And I think because he's relatable, you know, he likes the same kind of music that the players like. He's a younger guy. But also I think he he's so good at knowing and explaining football that how a coach really earns the respect of his players is by convincing them that he can make them better players just through his film breakdowns of why certain things happen, uh, previewing, if we do this play with against this defense, this will happen. And then when it, it turns out that, yes, George Kittle caught the pass and there's not anybody within 15 yards of him and now he can run forever. You know, that when, when he's able to explain those kinds of things and then they show up in the games... I think that's that means more than anything else because all players want is for a coach to put them in position to succeed and make them better. 
And I, there is that confidence in the 49ers locker room that that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Yeah, I totally sense that too. And, and they do seem like they're buddies, but it's a healthy buddy relationship as far as like player coach. They're not too close. Oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tough love there too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he gets on these guys. Right. And that's what I'm saying is I, and I think they all, when you talk to some of the players, they all respect the coaching, the scheming that he's able to do. I mean, he's respected around the league for that as well. Um, and definitely by his own players. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to, before we run, I wanted to ask you about um, your trip up to Pleasant Valley High School in Chico and uh, with all the people around there from Paradise. That's that's kind of my stomping grounds up there. That's that's kind of uh, where I grew up. I grew up about 20 miles uh, north of Chico. Uh, what was your takeaway? What was your impression? What did you see? Yeah, it was, it was really it was the best way for us to end the season just because this has been such a up and down year for Northern California in general. And then with the fires, it was just a hard way to end the year. And I'm just thankful that we were able to do our little part our the smallest part that we could is just take our show up there and to say, Hey, we haven't forgotten about you guys and stick together and we're here for you too. And it was Everyone was so nice. All of the uh, the players that came out, the um, families that showed up, and they were just very appreciative, thankful that we were there. They were so happy, obviously, to see Jeff Garcia and Dante and, and Papa. So I was happy that we were able to do that. Um, yeah, it was great. I, I was obviously in L.A. I would have loved to have been up there, but the, the uh, NBC Sports Bay Area had our pre- and post-game shows on the football field at Pleasant Valley High. Uh, with with so many of the fire victims, the campfire that virtually destroyed the entire town of Paradise. So it was it was very neat, and I had my my uh, smartphone out and was watching the pregame show. Yeah, this is so cool. And and Shane Wallen, the assistant strength and conditioning coach of the 49ers who grew up in Paradise as well as Chico. He at some point just grabbed my phone and was was watching it. Well, his dad killed it. His dad did great. Yeah, his his dad, Bob Wallen. Yes, and uh, I got to meet him. I think, geez, I met Bob two days after the fire. Went up there and checked on his house and and uh, got have gotten to know him and, and Shane uh, pretty well through this process. Uh, but it was it was neat that that Shane very proud to, to see his dad. Uh, so I was I was watching Shane watch his dad uh, talk about uh, the situation up there on the pregame show. So that that was a, uh, a a very cool way to to end the season. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we were able to do that. Um, so job well done, Laura Britt and others. That was that was great up there. Oh, thank you. I thought so too, and I'm I'm glad we were able to wrap up this season with something that's much more than about uh, football and about sports. It's about the community that surrounds all of us and and that we can all stick together and the 49ers in general have done so much for that community to support them too so it was a great way to uh, end the season as well as um, enjoy the holiday season with some of those people well and so the football season's over but the podcast season is not over and we'll be back we'll be back next week with another 49ers insider podcast i have a special guest Oh, yeah. I don't even know about this. Well, he, he's a return guest. We had him on uh, a few weeks ago. 
when uh, before he became uh, a household name. I think you might know who I'm talking about. He he hails from your same home state. Oh yeah. So we'll so we'll get him next week on the Insider Podcast. And until then, Laura, let's do it. Let's do it. You've been listening to the 49ers Insider Podcast. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And please give us a rating and a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with another great edition of the 49ers Insider Podcast. Thank you for listening. The 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.